Father. Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Vazil. I got the founder. I got the czar. I got the king. Jason Mizrahi with me today. We are talking Tuesday MLB 915 slate. Surprise, surprise. We're 45 games into the season, maybe a little bit more, and the season's almost over, Jason. So how did you enjoy this MLB season so far? We're practically over three quarters of the way through. Still recovering for you calling me a czar. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but MLB season, man. Yeah, I don't like I keep on checking, like, oh damn, we, we played 40 games already. Like, are the Mets in the playoffs? Probably not. I gotta like check. Like I'm always forgetting, like it's almost over. It just started. What the hell's really going on? Double headers every day. Is this game gonna be on the main slate? Is this game seven innings? Is this game nine innings? It's it's tough to keep up with everything, especially with football back. But the good news is I'm gonna give you a little little secret, Michael. I know you're a little bit younger, but mm-hmm. this is actually the best time to play MLB. Do you know why? Yes, because everybody's playing football, and they just made all that money because we told them what to do, and now they're not going to pay attention to what we do for MLB, so they're going to go and blow all their money, and we're going to take it. Wow. So you know about these tricks, man. Yeah, it's actually a really good time to play. Tuesday is actually probably the best time to play MLB because, like you said, man, everybody won their money on Sunday and Monday in NFL People build up these bankrolls, and now they just jump into a sport that, like, oh, I'm just going to play the Yankees. I'm from New York. I'm going to play, you know, the Detroit Tigers. I'm a Tigers fan, and, you know, they're in bad matchups. They're not good teams, whatever the case may be. So there's actually an edge. So we're going to try to find an edge. This is a look-ahead pod. You know, we're doing this while watching Monday Night Football. So hopefully we get enough information. But as the day progresses tomorrow, make sure you check us out in our Discord chat. Make sure you read all the articles, the projection models, our optimizer, our cheat sheets. But we'll dive through game by game right now. Michael, what game do you want to start with? Yeah, let's start. Well, first off, I do want the little, little. Uh, I don't know if it's breaking news, but we do have to talk about it, or at least just say it. The Mets have sold to Steve Cohen. We're taking Uncle Steve's money. We're, we've been spending it, you and I, and many of my other Mets friends, fans. We've been spending his money for a while. Thankfully, he did come back. I would have been cool if J-Lo was the owner, J-Lo and A-Rod. I mean, I would have rooted for the team no matter what. I thought that would be cool, but I'll take the dude at $14 billion and see what we can get there. So I'll just, uh, I'll leave it at that. But speaking of New York, let's start with this Toronto, New York game. I mean, it's really Buffalo Blue Jays and the, um, the New York Yankees. We got Garrett Cole on the hill. Um, do we? No, we don't. I don't know why I said that. We got Taiwan Walker on the hill and we got Debbie Garcia, who's actually been pretty good this year. I'm surprised he's one of the better pitchers the Yankees have because Cole's actually kind of sucked. Uh, so thank you for that. So talk to me a little bit about this pitching. Is this either either of these you're looking at, considering there's a little bit of a price savings here? So with Taiwan Walker, he's actually pitched well. Um, and this Yankee offense is not an offense that I'm scared of anymore. Too many injuries and not playing well. So Taiwan Walker, maybe, you know, slight GPP. I don't know if he's going to get enough Ks. He's had a couple games where he got, you know, eight Ks. He just faced his Yankee team in his last start. Only got 10 points on DraftKings. So not a guy that I really am going to aggressively target. You can maybe get some GPP shares, but I think there's better matchups on the board. And Garcia has been pretty good as well. Not a guy that I want to target because the Blue Jays' offense is actually really good. He did pitch well against them you know, on the road in Buffalo. Now he's going back home. He dropped 24 points last time out, so he's definitely in play. But I actively don't try to target these Blue Jays because I think they can go off any night. But Garcia at 6,800 is definitely a saving. So 
you know, in your GPPs, he makes some sense. I think there'll be some better plays on the board as we get through the rest of the games. But, you know, if you want to, you know, use him as an SP2, I would give him the slight edge above Tywon Walker. And so in terms of both these pitchers, again, we're not trying to really, you know, have too many shares of each of them. Is there either one that you'd want to pick on a little bit in terms of maybe a stack, a little stack, a big stack, or even just a one-off from one of these offenses? No, it really looks like a fade spot to me. You know, maybe a Biggio. I don't really like the Yankees right now. They've been super cold. Not really a good matchup for them. Walker's been, you know, a little bit better. You're playing Yankee Stadium, so it's a hitter's park. You know, I think, you know, Biggio as a one-off. Maybe you want to get sneaky and go like a traffic Shaw for some value or a Vlad Guerrero, Gritchick. Not a full stack game. There's definitely better games to stack. So I'm going to stay away from this game for the most part. Maybe get some Garcia shares just for some value if I need it. Yes, and Teoscar Hernandez is on the IL. Bo Bichette came off the IL. He was electric in the beginning of the year. Unfortunately, he is down. So let's go to this Philadelphia and New York Mets game. The New York Steve Cohens, what we're going to call them now when we can spend all his money. We have Rick Porcello on the hill, it looks like, against Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta hasn't been very great this year. Rick Porcello hasn't been very great this year. You're trying to fade both these pitchers and pretty much just talk about the offense here because I think this is a spot where we can probably find some value for these stacks. Yeah, Ariad has been pretty terrible. He snuck in a couple decent starts here and there, but 5.5 year array, not, not striking people out. This guy is pretty much on the, the bitter end of his career. He was good one day, but mm-hmm. that day is long gone. And the Mets can hit, man. So I'm definitely liking a Mets stack. Philly's a hitter's park. I think the Mets will be. You know, probably one of your higher-owned stacks going into the slate. Porcello, don't really want much to do with him either. 6.07 ERA, dropped negative one in his last start. He actually pitched good against Philly in, you know, two starts ago. He dropped 18 points, but too inconsistent for me. There's definitely better pitchers on the slate. If you made me and you put a gun to my head and forced me to pitch one of them, I would lean Porcello over Arietta, but I want the offense here, and I want the Mets offense. I think they come in as one of the better stacks. And I got him projected to score over five runs tomorrow, if not more, which is going to be probably your top two or three stacks if you're not talking about Coors Field. So give me some shares of the lefties, mm-hmm. you know, this Mets lineup. You love the Mets. I love the Mets. Conforto breaking out. His price is still cheap. I like him. Any of the lefties, any of the righties, this Philly bullpen is trash. So as soon as they beat up on Arietta, it's going to continue. I can see the Mets easily putting up. Seven, eight, nine, ten runs against Arietta and this Phillies bullpen. I like the over for the Mets as well. I think the Mets win this game. They got to win this game. It's not just me being a homer. I like this game for a lot of different reasons. Comforto, Dom Smith, Brandon Nimmo, if you love walks, and Andres Jimenez, if he is starting, he probably will be. They have been in a platoon with him and Rosario. So I think there's definitely some places to go. And I mean, it doesn't hurt to grab a Pete Alonzo every once in a while either. So I think you can definitely do some damage with these Mets lefties. Let's move on to this Kansas City and Detroit game. We have Matthew Boyd on the hill against Danny Duffy. Speaking of pitchers that used to be good ones, uh, Matthew Boyd's actually turned out a couple good starts this year. Last start, not so hot. Negative 10 points on DraftKings. You really, really don't like to see that. The game before it, though, he put up 24. Game before that, he put up 25. So, again, he's put up some good starts this year. He's also put up some absolutely dreadful ones. Dude's ERA is 7.63, man. Like, you really can't do too, too much with that. How um, how do you feel about Matthew Boyd? How do you feel about Danny Duffy? Uh, again, these Royals and these Tigers have actually put up more runs than we've expected this year. 
I think I'm going to take a shot at one of these guys, and I would lean Matthew Boyd. They're they're too cheap to to fade um, both of them. They're going against, you know, weaker offenses. So it's definitely a spot to get some shares in your GPPs of Boyd. And he's slightly cheaper. Detroit's somehow got a better offense than Kansas City. They're both two-week offenses. And you're going to have to find value because there's some bats you want to get, especially in Colorado or Oakland. You know, so I like Boyd, 7,900 on DK. He's got the strikeout upside. Yeah, he's inconsistent. He's definitely shaky. He used to be a lot better. His ERA is 7.63. But, you know, if you take out the last start against Milwaukee, which he got blown up on, he actually pitched good against two back-to-back starts against Minnesota, a decent start against Cleveland, a good start against the White Sox. So he has the upside. It's worth the risk. I would take him. Even if he goes out there and gets you 10 to 15 points, I think you're in a good spot still as your SP2 at that price tag at 8000 Duffy, look, man, he can do it too, man. He's got a better ERA. He can drop 20 points pretty easily. He's done it before this year. You know, he's got 16 versus Detroit earlier this year. Detroit, you know, they've hit every like three or four games. They have a, a good hitting game, but they're really a weak offense, a weak team in general. So I think both these guys are playable. I would lean Boyd for the strikeout upside, but Duffy, look, he can do it, man. So I don't mind either of these two pitchers for an SB2. And in terms of the offenses, are you going to try and, you know, get a little contrarian with one of these stacks, maybe find something that people aren't paying attention to, or are you just going to pretty much say no thank you as well? The only way I attack this from any point of view in a, in a GPP is that if I see ownership coming in really heavy on either of these pitchers, like they, if ownership gets over like 30%, I'll throw some like, you know, GPP stacks just to have some exposure, especially if I'm, you know, hedging against my my Boyd lineups or my Duffy lineups on multi-entering. I don't mind either one, but there's definitely better stacks on the board. Yeah, I completely agree. It's just a fun, fun way to look at it. Um, the Atlanta Braves and the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, as we all know, Atlanta just scored 29 runs the other day, so I'm really excited to look up their run differential at the end of the year and take out those 29 and see what it looks like there. But uh, we have Thomas Eshelman, pitching for Baltimore and uh, we have, it looks like Bryce Wilson will be pitching for Atlanta today. Uh, this seems like a fun spot to maybe stack against these pitchers. What are you thinking? When you can't pronounce a guy's names, yep. that's usually a good sign that they're not going to be that good. I don't know much about them. I got to do some research throughout, you know, the day tomorrow as we, you know, get more information about them. looks like it's going to be a bullpen game for Atlanta. This guy hasn't pitched more than like two, three innings. So he's a bullpen guy. It's going to be a bullpen arm. You know, Baltimore is sneaky good, man, and Baltimore is a hitter's park, so I don't mind a Baltimore stack. They, they've they scored a bunch of runs in this series so far, and it looks like, you know, Eshelman at the same thing. He's a, he's a bullpen guy, so anytime you get to stack against, you know, teams that are starting their bullpen guys, they don't really have a plan. Like, it's it, when the Rays start a bullpen guy, I, I stay away from that spot mm-hmm. because they have an actual plan. When it becomes like the Orioles or teams who don't normally do this, these are teams that I'm going to stack against. I want nothing to do with these pitchers. Give me, give me stacks of both sides of this. I love a game stack here. There should be a high-scoring game. Baltimore's hitters park, so no pitchers. Feel free to stack any of these guys. Obviously, you want Freeman. You want Acuna. But don't be afraid on the backside of, to stack these Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, I mean, looking at the prices of these hitters, uh, you know, the first, the entire first page on DraftKings out of outside of Anthony Santander, who is actually hurt and he's on the IL, is 
all Braves. So if you definitely want to get a little contrarian with it, go down. The, the Orioles don't start until 4,100. So if you can just kind of start, this is an absolute smash spot to find some value, I think. Yes, there's nothing wrong with getting Acuna. There's nothing wrong with getting Freddie Freeman or Marcelo Zuna. But you can definitely scroll down a little bit. You can find a lot of these Orioles. You can find a lot of value. And especially when we get to that course field game, this might be the place that you can come back and maybe save some of that salary. That's a nice. Listen, this guy, DJ Stewart, man, had a monster game on Monday, hit a home run. He scored 14 runs. So Baltimore swinging pretty hot bats. Iglesias went four for four. Uh, Mullins went two for five. They all got two, three, Mm -hmm. four RBIs. So that top of the lineup is where you want to go. But don't be afraid again. some guys late as well, man. Like Michael said, super cheap. So if you want to load up on a U Darvish and get those Ks or a Carrasco type, and we'll talk about these guys a little bit later, Baltimore is an easy way to get there. They're going to be highly owned, I would assume. But again, with you know, I'm not going to worry too much about ownership in a, in a big slate with a lot of games and hopefully a lot of noobs coming over from NFL, coming into the MLB game, not really know what's going on. They're definitely not stacking the Baltimore Orioles. So the Orioles are definitely in play. I like that stack a lot. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's move on to a 740 game here on the East Coast, the only coast that actually matters. Uh, we have St. Louis in Milwaukee. Not that, you know, parks really matter too, too much because there's no crowd noise, but should be a fun one. We have Jack Flaherty up on the hill, and we have Brett Anderson, who has been okay this year, I guess. Really nothing too much to write home about um talk to me about these pitching i mean jack flaherty is a monster i don't think he's having quite the year he had as he did last year but he's put up some good games so far yeah the problem with flaherty i don't know why like he's just not lasting long in games i haven't watched too many of his games to be honest with you i've been so busy with everything else but he's not making it like out of the fifth inning um he's made out of the fifth inning one time this year every other time he's just higher pitch counts we're getting blown up by the cubs but this is a good spot. It's a bounce back spot. Listen, Mike, you said it doesn't really make much difference if they're playing home or away, but Milwaukee's is a slight hitter's park, so mm-hmm. it does worry me a little bit. But Flaherty has the pedigree. He's one of the better pitchers on the slate. Milwaukee is one of the worst offense on the slate. So I think you can do worse than Flaherty. I think, you know, overall raw points, if you're taking salary out of the equation, he's probably the second best pitcher on the slate behind you, Darvish. So you can definitely get shares of Flaherty. The only risk there is he doesn't go deep into this game, which it's not about a pitch count thing because he, you know, he threw 95 pitches in the last start. But the start before 69, because he had a rough outing. Before that, 83. Before that, 64. That's my only worry. Are, are they something's wrong? You know, with him that they're they're holding up on him, or maybe they see that they're not going to be a playoff team. They don't want to push him too hard with COVID and everything else that's going on. But at 9,400, I think the upside is still there against a Milwaukee team that's a little weak. You know, they're only projected to score around four four runs, which is one of the lowest on the slate, you know, outside of this, you know, this Cub game that we'll talk about. So he's probably still the, the second best pitcher on the slate who has upside. You know, it's either him or going with a guy like Boyd or Carrasco or, or Duffy. So he's going to be a popular SB2. It's going to be an expensive, you know, build if you go U Darvish and Flaherty. So I, I think I might lean with a discount and take the risk on either Boyd or Duffy. But I think Flaherty is a safer play for your cash games. Yeah. And I'm still in NFL mode, I think, uh, because yes, of course, playing in MLB parks where they're all different dimensions. Of course it makes sense in the NFL. doesn't matter. We could play it on a neutral side. I don't know why they don't do that. Cause it'd probably be a lot easier, but 
let us look. So in, in that case, I mean, it doesn't sound like we're going to be stock, stacking too much of Milwaukee. Obviously, Jack Flaherty is a good pitcher, and Milwaukee's offense is bad. But we're, how are you looking at this these St. Louis bats? And if you're going to try and get shares, where are you looking? Listen, uh, I think Paul Goldschmidt as a one-off is always playable against a lefty. It's a hitter's park. But Milwaukee, I mean, St. Louis, as far as like stacking goes, they just haven't done it this year, man. Like I, I tried taking shots here and there, and they're just not putting it together. You know, if you want to go a Goldschmidt, I think he's the perfect one-off. If you want to go like a 4-3-1 stack, I think Goldschmidt would be that guy. Outside of there, if you want to get a discount on maybe like a Tyler O'Neill or Harrison Bader one-off, I think he makes sense. Full stack, I'm out on because it's Milwaukee bullpen. If they do have the lead, that means they're probably going to be facing Hader. And you don't want an inning or two of him because you're not going to be scoring many points off him. So, you know, I, I would say maybe just a one-off, but not a full stack for me. Makes sense. Makes sense. Let's move on to this Minnesota Twins and Chicago White Sox game. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, before all the games tonight, I don't I don't know if even Chicago played, to be honest. I'm still in NFL mode, as I said, but... The Chicago White Sox were in first place in the AL. We called it, man. We'll a lot of us were on this, man. We were on Minnesota. We were on the White Sox. We were even on the Padres. We liked the Padres going into the season. Like we also liked the Yankees, which, you know, they didn't do so well so far. Atlanta not doing that well either. But Dodgers are holding up. You know, some other teams that we called out, Oakland, Tampa Bay, looking really good as well. You know, the White Sox can hit. Their pitching is held up too. Um, tough matchup on both sides where both these pitchers have pitched well. Mm-hmm. And both these offenses are, are teams that I don't want to pitch against. So this is going to be, for the most part, the tough call. This is the toughest call of the slate. What to do? Um, Dominic is not like a high K upside guy, but he mm-hmm. hasn't been blown up nope. um, either, except for like his last start. You know, he started off really good this season, consistent. So it's not a guy that I want to actively target. But the White Sox are a really good hitting team. Chicago's a hitter's park as well, so. Now, on the backside, I think Dunning, he's been good as well. He doesn't last long in games, goes four, five, six innings. He has some K upside, but it's not a matchup that I want to go against with the Minnesota Twins. So it's kind of like a neutral game where you have two good hitters, you know, hitting teams. You have a hitter's park, and you have good enough pitching that you don't want to fully stack up on. But at the same time, if I have to lean one way, I'm definitely not going to go with either of these pitchers, and I would lean, you know, going either of these teams with stacks because they are still projected to be – you know, putting up five runs each, which is going to be one of the higher totals for the entire slate. So they're not my top stack. They are always in play, two of the best offenses in the league. So definitely get some shares. If you're multi-entering and you're entering 10 lineups, I would definitely have a share or two of each out of these lineups. Yeah, and, and just looking at it, I mean, there's still some weird value on here, right? You can still, the, the Chicago White Sox, uh, at this point, they're, priced accordingly but they're all priced almost above five thousand. it's it's kind of insane you, you kind of really have to go down to Luis robert to get one of the lower price guys and he's at 4700 you have to grab incarnacion at 4400 and we have to even see if he's playing but looking at minnesota you can get you know josh donaldson at 3900 um you can get some of these guys i mean Maz, m-a-z-a-r-a mazara I did there say you it. go, man. There you got go. it right got this it. time, man. Fun little joke we have over here at uh, Wind Daily Sports. I can't say that guy's name, but Madrigal, thirty two hundred. So I mean, there's some, there is some lower price guys from this game. If you're not looking to grab, you know, Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez, of course, the guys that you want to grab. There's still some opportunity down low if you want to get a little piece of this game. You can get a small little game stack down there where you can still at least find a little value. And hey, Josh Donaldson, thirty nine hundred. There's worse places to be, man. 
there are worse places to be. I agree. I lean I lean on the White Sox side of things more than the Minnesota Twins in this case. You know, I think their lineup's a little bit more complete one through nine at this point of the season. And I think Dunning is a better pitcher than Dominic. So if I would stack, I'd definitely stack on the White Sox. And a good thing about them being priced up, it will drive ownership down. So I think the White Sox will come in like less than 15% owned because they're so expensive. And if you're going to build a lineup with Darvish, it's going to be super tough to stack the White Sox. So you, you will have a different lineup if you do go with the White Sox. Love it. And we got to get different if we want to win these big games. So we got an all-Texas matchup. We have the Houston Astros at home, the Asterix, and the Texas Rangers. We have, ooh, um, Urquidy. Jose Urquidy is on the hill for Houston. He's uh, had two starts so far this year. One real start, it looks like. Uh, got up to 88 pitches, 8.5 points, not too much there. And Kyle Cody for the Rangers has... Uh, I mean, he's been pretty good so far, but he looks like an opener. So he's probably not going to get too deep. Doesn't look like we're going to be playing either of these pitchers. So in terms of hitters, is there any kind of stack that you like here? Is there one team that you're leaning on more than the other? Yeah, it would have to be it have to be the Houston Astros. Texas is like probably one of the worst hitting teams. I, I'd rather play anybody but Texas bats. So anytime Texas on the slate, I got to look at the opposing pitcher to see what he's about. McCurdy. You know, he pitched six innings in his, his last game. Decent game against a tough, you know, Oakland team. But he doesn't have the K upside that I really want in the pitcher. Texas will boost that. They'll help you. But, you know, you don't really have much upside here with the Curdy. So I'm going to stay away from both pitchers. And in regards to Houston, man, I haven't been a fan. Their over-under is going to be one of the highest on the slates. They're probably going to score around five, six runs, at least what Vegas thinks they're going to score. But these bats have been cold for the most mm-hmm. part, and I love to see it. You know, after yeah. all the all love the things it. they went through, I've called it, and then I kind of had to like take a step back because I thought one of the reasons why they'd be so bad this year would be all the heckling for the fans and all the microphones in their face after having a bad day, and they haven't had to deal with that, and they still suck. And <laughs> all this talent doesn't look that good anymore. The Correas, even you know, surprisingly, the Altuve's, the Springer's, they all look terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like a Kyle Tucker one-off. He's been, you know, one of their bright spots this year. But I've been staying away from the Houston stack. It's been working out. You know, you want to get a lefty-righty matchup. I don't think Cody's going to be in this game for long. I think more for a one-off. Gurriel's been hitting pretty good. Brantley's been hitting pretty good. So but I don't want to pay off for them. Though. I really don't want to pay off for the Astros. I think there's better spots, even though – they're facing, you know, a bad team in the Rangers. I'm going to stay away. They're always in play for GPPs because they still have the power threat. It's a, it's a, it's a good matchup versus a weak Texas team. But I'm going to stay away. Yeah, I mean, Michael Brantley, 3600. Kind of weird his price is that low. He's been a little cold recently, but I, I agree with you. Really, not too much here. All right, let's get to the pitching game of the slate, which it always seems to be Cleveland and Chicago. We have you Darvish and we have Carlos Carrasco. You uh, Darvish is kind of like in line to potentially win the Cy Young. I think Jake will still win it, and I'm super biased about that, but Yu Darvish has been incredible this year, which is surprising. Um, I don't know. One, I think it's once he found out that the reason he was so terrible in that World Series game was because the Astros were just banging on trash cans. I think he got out of his head, and he's been awesome this year. Last year he was terrible. The year before he was terrible. But this year, for whatever it is, he got out of his head, I think, and he's been phenomenal. He's got a 177 ERA. He's got 72 Ks. Dudes look great. Looks like the U Darvish that we saw, you know, a few years ago when uh, when he was in Texas. But uh, we also have Carrasco on the other side. You know, it's it's a it's an awesome pitching matchup. So if you want to just love if you just love baseball, 
check this game out. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Carrasco, 20 points is his last three starts. Uh, he's been fantastic since coming back uh, from cancer. Can't remember which kind, but shout out to him for beating that. It's pretty awesome. So talk to me about the pitching in this game and if you're leaning one way or the other. Yeah, Darvish has figured out if you don't walk like five people a game, you can hey. last more than four innings a game. You know, he'd go like four innings, strike out seven, walk five, let up three earned runs, and then be out by the fourth inning. Now he's pitching a little bit more to contact, still racking up the Ks. Not as good as DeGrom, but he might end up with more wins than DeGrom because the Mets can't win games for him. So It's fine. DeGrom has like 22 wins over this two Cy Young seasons. Clearly that part doesn't matter. <laughs> pretty crazy, bit. man. You Darvish have crazy more wins stuff. this year in a 60-game season than DeGrom did last year probably. Yeah, it's pretty crazy stuff. Now Darvish, he's a lock button. You know, Cleveland doesn't worry me at all. They, they have good players, but they don't really hit. So I think Darvish is the clear ace of the slate. If you want to fade him, you can pitch Carrasco. If you want to go, you know, a, a double pitcher stack, which I usually don't advise to do, they might be the two safer plays on the slate. I'd rather take the risk on Flaherty and not have two pitchers go against each other on DraftKings. So I think the cash build will be Darvish with Flaherty. The GPP build that i probably leaning on would be Darvish with Boyd or Darvish with Duffy. I think that's the right way to build. There's no other pitches I really like on the slate. Too much risk across the board. So that's where I'm landing. Darvish is pretty much lock button on Fandle. You got to pitch him. He's the best guy on the slate. No matter what you pay, you play him on Fandle on DraftKings. You can fade him and hope for the best, but I think you're going to be chasing because nobody else has the upside and the consistency. The dude's been, you know, strong all year and his worst starts. He's better than pretty much everybody else on the slate. So you play you Darvish. You probably fade all the bats on both sides and you just, you know, figure out who you want to pair Darvish with. And, you know, you get different with your bats. Yes, I like that. I like that a lot. And honestly, it has gotten to the point where I now I'm just I mean, the Mets suck. So I'm not even really that worried about them making the playoffs. I'm literally just rooting for DeGrom to win his third Cy Young. And I'm rooting against all these other pitchers. I'm rooting against <laughs> Bauer. I'm rooting against Darvish and all these other dudes to start. It's you just know, Darvish, though. There's nobody else out there. Really, is Bauer even in contention, really? A little bit. He's up there. He's up there, man. I watch out. Watch out. Um, I think he gave a couple runs his last start, but it's uh, when Degrom gives up a run, man. I just pretty much throw my phone because at that point the uh, the season's over. So if we want to get weird and wacky with bats. We know where to go, and that is Coors Field. So the pitchers, who cares? We have Sean Mania. Um, sorry, dude. He's pitching in Coors. Hasn't been great this year either. And we have Anthony Sen. Zatella, Senzatella. There we go. I got it. Um, also, he's actually been pretty solid this year uh, in course field, not paying for either of these pitchers. So that was easy. In terms of bats, is there one side that you're looking at a little bit more? You're looking at Oakland a little bit more. You're looking at Colorado a little bit more. Colorado has the three most expensive bats. Then it's pretty much the rest of Oakland's lineup. Then it's kind of flip flopping back and forth. Uh, obviously, this is not a place we're looking for value. This is a place we're looking for points, Jason. So where yeah, you Matt, you know, Matt Olson, Oakland is definitely the side I, I'd lean on. If there was some way in hell I can get both of them with Darvish, which is not going to be the case. You know, you're gonna have to pick one, and it's gonna be really tough to stack with Darvish on DraftKings. On FanDuel it might be a little bit easier. You can get at least three, you know, from one side and then go super value with your other stack or your one-offs. But I give the lean to Oakland. I still like story, I still like Blackman, Arenado. You know, not really worth the pay up um, on on DraftKings. I think he's been not right. cold, but not hot, and he's day to day, so he might not even play. Um, so I'm staying away from Arenado. He's dealing with a shoulder injury, so 
Staying away from Arenado, Blackman definitely always in play. You can find some value. You know, there's a couple guys day to day. Tapia's day to day. Piscotti day to day. So we got to see what kind of lineup rolls out from both these sides. But if Tapia plays, you know, there's a spot there, and you know, maybe see if they throw out some weird guys to to fill in for Chapman. And you got some cheap guys like this guy. His last name is Machine, so maybe he's like Albert Pujols is like a nice. clone. Something like, like that. We can get him cheap. Um, you got to find some cheap bats. If there's any cheap bats to start in this game, Machine is $3,000 on DK. Um, you know, slide him in and, and hope he hits a you know a ball in the gap or maybe pops one over the fence. So find some value in this game. If, the, if it's out there, you play him. This is the game you want to stack outside of the Mets. Outside of the Mets. I love that. What a great, what a great way to say it. Um, so that is our Coors Field game. Now we can go to the Dodgers. And San Diego, we have Zach Davies on the hill for San Diego. He's actually been pretty damn good this year. Two Less than 2-5 ERA. He's got 50 Ks. So K upside is there. Uh, last four games, all over 20 DK points, all over 23 DK points. So we're not angry about it. His price hasn't really come up at all. But unfortunately, actually, no, I take that back. His price came up a lot. But unfortunately, he's going up against the Dodgers. So we don't really want to mess with that too much. Tony Gaunt. Tony Gonsolin is pitching for the Dodgers today. Uh, looks like he's had some pretty good starts recently. Um, last start, not so hot. Start before that, 25 DK points. Not angry about it. Overall ERA of 1.5. Don't worry, Mets fans. He's not in the running for the Scion. I can promise you that. Zach uh, Davies. I, I, I would give my vote to Zach Davies over Trevor Bauer, though. Really? Seven and two. Probably has a better ERA. Maybe not as many Ks. Definitely... If there's an award for most improved pitcher out there, I think Zach Davies got it. Good pickup by San Diego, man. Side of him over, man. That's been a, a diamond and a rough. Look, they made some big moves the last couple of years to get Machado and Hosmer and Grisham. But Davies, another stud for them, man. Seven wins, 2.49 ERA. If DraftKings made his price cheaper, I would maybe take a shot because he's been that good for them, man. Like he's. He's their best pitcher on their team. Like I, I thought Paddock was gonna gonna have the year that Davies had, but he's too expensive in ninety four hundred, not the upside. But he also pitched well, you know, against the Dodgers. He hasn't had many bad games. Like if you look through his game log, and I'm not a game log watcher, but there's only been one game, which was a Colorado game. They scored less than eighteen points. So if you're comparing him to like a Flaherty type, I don't know, man. It's not a great matchup against the Dodgers, but. He's pitched really well, man, like really, really, really mm -hmm. good. Um, so if you want to get like really sneaky off a beaten path, nobody pitches people against the Dodgers, I won't hate you if you pitch, you know, Zach Davies. I'm probably not going to get there myself. But for Cash, he's probably safer than Flaherty, even though Flaherty has a way better matchup than lining up against the Dodgers. Like you said, Gosselin has been good. But this Padres offense has been better. So yeah. I think a sneaky stack is the Padres. I think a sneaky pitcher is Davies. And we don't have to talk about the Dodgers. They're always in play. If you yeah, want to play him, um, go right ahead. But I'm fading him. I think Davies is actually too good. Damn. Um, so I don't um, – I know you're – so I've made some mistakes this show. You've made a couple mistakes this show. It's not a big deal. Let's start with that. But – Trevor Bauer's got a 171 with 83 strikeouts over 53 innings. I think he's doing a little bit better than Zach. Okay. Davis. Okay. And I'm pretty You're confident right. he, he's uh, he's getting my second place vote for uh, for the Cy Young this year. Outside In front of, of Darvish, then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100. percent 
hundred percent in front of Darvish. I still remember what he did in that World Series game. Don't get me wrong. Trevor Bauer at least went out there with a bloody finger. I know we don't count those seasons, but I'm at least going to give it to him. So, um, yeah, play the Dodgers. Uh, I think you can probably stack the Padres as well. This team is insane. Uh, one interesting note. I just want to make sure I have my information correct. Dom Smith of the Mets has a better OPS than Fernando Tatis Jr. And his price is about $1,500 cheaper. So going back to stacking the Mets, especially with a lefty-righty matchup with Dom Smith, I'm pretty confident in that spot. I do like that one a lot. Uh, A couple games left here. We have Arizona, the Diamondbacks, up against the Mike Trouts. Uh, We have Bumgarner on the hill. Bumgarner has been absolutely terrible. Uh, So shout out to the Diamondbacks for another terrible pitching contract. He has uh, one okay game this year so far. He's got multiple negative negative seven games Bumgarner does here on DraftKings. He's been really bad. I was really, really hoping he wasn't, but dude's getting paid $20 a year for the next four years. So shout out Madison Bumgarner. And we have Julio Tehran on the hill for the Angels. Uh, he's actually been worse than Bumgarner. Would you look at that? Uh, less negatives, but still a terrible pitcher. So he was good once for the Braves, and he always had the Mets number. So uh, where are we going with stacks? Because I'm very confident we're not going to be pitching either of these guys. It's pretty funny just to see their, their average fantasy points per game. 3.7 for Bumgarner, 2.7 for Tehran. Um, I wish they were, they were facing better offenses. I definitely lean you know, on the Angels and Mike Trout. Um, Trout's definitely in play. He's in play every single night of the week. You get him a lefty, a lefty at the tail end of his career who's pitching terribly. Mm-hmm. Trout is probably going to be the highest owned player of the slate. Again, though, it's going to be tough to fit him in when mm-hmm. you're trying to pick up, you know, Darvish and, you know, maybe a Flaherty type. So maybe his ownership will be down a little bit. But if I can find a, hit the, find a way to hit the lock button on anybody, it's probably going to be Mike Trout. He's really good at baseball. Bumgarner, really bad. You know, so him and Rendon, you know, an angel stack is definitely in play. Maybe even give old man Pools a shot to do something special, hit a home run from you. He's got a home run, you know, in the last game against Colorado. So he's been swinging a little bit better of a bat as of late. So I think Pools for value. I think the angels are a nice little value stack. Outside of paying up for Trout, you can get some cheaper bats here. You know, there's some really cheap bats on the Angels because they haven't been hitting well at all. So I don't mind throwing pools at 3,500. I'm not going to pay all the way up for, you know, Fletcher at 5,300. I'm going to go with all the cheap guys because I want to want to get Darvish in. If I can find a way to get Trout and Rendon, it's probably the way to go. But there's a lot of value on this team. So don't be afraid. You know, throw some random dudes in like a Stassi or – you know, Joe Adele, Andrew Simmons. You're going to be facing a lot of bullpen because Baumgartner is not going to last late in this game. Hit that, man. Uh, this whole this whole game just makes me so sad. Mike Trout is incredible. Anthony Rendon is incredible. Shohei Otani has been god-awful this year. Albert Pujols is just sucking the life out of Mike Trout, and it's so, so, so sad. I don't know, man. I wanted the Angels maybe, to be Maybe the Mets will sign him somehow. They're going to just, like, buy yeah, that contract and, like, Stop. move him, like, A-Rod or something like that and Stop just find a way late. And come on to Mets and win a World Series. I can't do that. No, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, can't do that to me. And let's move on to the last game of the night. We have the San Francisco Giants, the Seattle Mariners, 940 start. If anyone's looking for that late night hammer, I'm not sure if it's coming from this game, but we have Tyler Anderson on the hill for the Giants and LJ Newsom 
Honestly, never seen that dude's name, and that is sweet up on the hill for the Mariners. Um, just out of curiosity, LJ Newsom isn't bad. That's kind of cool. Uh, he's got one okay start so far. It looks like he's more of an opener. Three innings, four innings, 1.1. Mr. Anderson over here. I don't think we're going to do too much with him. Four, five ERA. Uh, at least he's a starting pitcher. Hey, he had a complete game earlier this year. Would you look at that? 32 DK points. Um, talk to me a little bit. Uh, we're in Seattle. Huge advantage to the pitchers here. But there's really no pitchers that I want to play in this game. How are you thinking about this one? I agree to some extent, um, but you need value. So Tyler Anderson coming in at 7,300 on DraftKings. On FanDuel, you don't touch him. You pick, pitch you Darvish, and you move on. But you need an SB2 on your DraftKings lineup. So the guy has some upside. Seattle is bad, so why not give him a shot? You know, he has a good chance of getting a win, get him a couple extra points there. He could put a bomb in your lineup, man, so – he could go out there and get you two points, but he can also get out there and, and throw up a 20 spot or 15 spot at $7,300. I think, you know, in GPPs, he makes some sense. Um, a San Francisco stack, surprisingly, like San Francisco is hitting. They're actually playing better. Um, you got Yastrzemski, Dickerson, Brandon Belt, um, Justin Smoke now, Brandon Crawford. I think the Giants come in under own sneaky stack. I'm probably not going to get there in my first two, three builds, but – if I'm multi-entering, I think the Giants do make sense. And like I said, SB2, Tyler Anderson, cheap enough to find a way in some lineups. I still think the upside on Boyd is still better. So I'll go with Boyd over him. But if I have to go down a little bit farther, I think Tyler Anderson is a guy that I, I don't feel bad about playing. I'll, I'll leave it at that. You know, Boyd at 8,000, a little bit safer, a little bit more upside. But Tyler Anderson at 7,300 is definitely the lowest I'll go because I'm not touching, you know, the Baumgarners, Elsherman, Tehran, Sensatella. You know, maybe Garcia would be the last guy that, that makes some sense. Quirty maybe makes a little bit of sense, but I think Anderson's probably the safest one, you know, under 7,500. Yeah, and last time out, he actually played against Seattle on 9-9 and threw up 23 DK points at a 67 thousand dollar salary um 6700 so bumped up a little bit again the seattle team strikes out like nobody's business so that is uh that's the slate looks like we're gonna have some fun got a couple pitchers that we're really looking at obviously hit that lock button when it comes to you darvish so we got to find that sb2 but outside of that there's some fun stacks pay attention to the mets a little bit that one might be some fun there uh, atlanta baltimore i think you can find some value Staying a little bit further away from the Chicago uh, White Sox and Minnesota Twins, but there's a Coors Field game. There's a Dodgers-San San Diego game. I think there's a lot of places that we can make some money, find some value. So thank you for your time tonight, Jason. I, is Czar is a bad word? I always kind of thought Czar was like king and just Russian, so maybe I'm totally incorrect here, and I'll, I'll need to educate myself a little bit. But Jason, where can everybody find you on the Internet? Just find me at windailysports.com in our Discord chat. And if you don't have an account yet, Hop in there for free. Get a free membership at Win Daily Sports. A bunch of our articles are for free. If you don't want to read articles, you want to hop directly in our expert chat, speak to me, speak to Michael, and speak to the rest of the team talking football, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, soccer, NASCAR. We got it going on. Sports betting, DFS, season long. We'll help you out with everything. Get a free seven-day trial in our expert chat. Just go to windailysports.com backslash chat and go out there and start you, Darvish, and then we'll be back. Tomorrow, talking some football, some basketball. Michael's on live streams all the time on, on Win Daily Sports on Twitter. Check us out on our website. 
he's doing a lot. He's putting a lot out there for everybody to consume and hopefully win some money. We had a great week in NFL, and I hope that continues with MLB tomorrow and basketball as well. Let's have some fun. Let's make some money, and let's turn your love of sports into a profit center. Can't get any better than that. Jason was trying to shut down my show. I will not allow it because this is my show. So what I will say is you can find him at Jason Mizrahi. You can find us at Wind Daily Sports. You can find me at Michael Raziel one As he said, we had some fun in football. He's being a little coy. He might have just taken home $25,000. So that seven-day free trial for that chat, you're going to get some football with it, right? We're recording this Monday night. You're not going to listen to this Tuesday anyway. You're going to hit the Thursday night game. You're going to hit the, the Sunday night slate. You're going to get the Monday night showdown. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to make a bunch of money. We have the bets. We have the player props for all the football, but we're still here in MLB. And as Jason was saying at the beginning of the show, this is when we can take other people's money. We love them and we love our fellow compadres, but if they're going to be stupid and not think about stacking the Baltimore Orioles or not stacking the Mets, let's take their money. I'm all for it. You're all for it. We're all for it. For Jason Mizrahi, for me, Michael Raziel, for the entire Wind Daily Sports family, we hope you make it a very profitable evening. <laughs>